right, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. My name is Scott McKenzie, and this podcast is uniquely positioned. And what I mean by that, we bring the medical industry, the medical professionals to you, and we talk about better pain management, we talk about rehab after surgery, we talk about improved mobility, and we talk about preventative care. And you know what else? We talk about so much more on this particular podcast. Now, thank you for joining this podcast. So let's get on with the interview. All right. Welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. We are talking with uh, three incredible professionals, and we're going to be talking a little bit about pelvic health and endometriosis, and it's the Awareness Month. Did you know that, listeners out there? Did you know that, that right now? It's the Awareness Month. All right. How are you guys doing out there? Great. All Great. right. That, that's Frank. All right, Lindsay. TJ. Okay, there you go. I mean, don't make me work on this. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying real hard. All right, for the listeners out there, you're going to have to give us a little 411 on who you are. TJ, let's start with you. Who are you and why you're such an incredible physical therapist? I am. I am a physical therapist located in <laughs> Central Florida. I've been working in pelvic health for about a year and a half. Um, and it's my passion, actually, to take care of pelvises and make sure that people are doing a little bit better. You know that I've never seen that on a bumper sticker or even in a sentence. <laughs> I'm passionate well, about stay pelvis. Stay tuned. <laughs> that right, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, that's great because because that's the topic we're going to be talking about. Now, Frank, give us a little background on who you are and what you're all about. I'm a gynecologist I'm based out of uh, North Shore University Health System. We're here in the northern suburbs of Chicago, and um, I have a practice. Uh, been here for almost 20 years, focused on care of women with um, uh, pelvic health issues, generally issues with like uterine pain, um, uh, bladder pain, pain with intercourse. Um, I'm also fortunate to be part of a, a larger research group that's been trying to understand some of the mechanisms of this for the past uh, 20 years. Very, very See, excited yeah, to be yeah. here. Thanks. So if you're out there on video, just FYI, you're looking at Frank and you're going, hey, he must have got, uh, he must have made it into school around 10 years old because when he starts talking about 20 years, it's I, I can't put it together. The math doesn't work out in my head. I'll give my wife and the kids credit for that. They don't give me too much trouble. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. Lindsay, talk to us. A little background on who you are. Sure. So I am a physical therapist out of Oak Brook, Illinois, out of our body years clinics. Um, I've been treating for a little bit over six years now, and I also manage the clinic. Um, I love treating all my patients. Um, I see orthopedic, pelvic floor related patients, especially patients with pelvic pain. Uh, for clarification, you, you mentioned body gear, but then it's core physical therapy. Help, help us reconcile that. Sure. So Body Gears and Core Physical Therapy are the same company, um, just branded differently for different regions. I'll check that out. That's pretty good. Because I feel like every time I hear about the term body gear, I think I'm, I need to go and put the wetsuit on and go on out into the surf and you know, <laughs> look good out there. All right. We're going to be talking a little bit about pelvic health, endometriosis, but we're going to have the first question. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, fire it out to you, Frank. What are the most common sources of pelvic pain? Well, you know, typically when we're seeing patients, we'll break it down if a person's not really sure into kind of five broad categories. The most common problems that a person will come into may not actually end up seeing uh, uh, TJ, Lindsay, or I. Um, they're going to have a bladder or bowel issue. Unfortunately, that's probably something all of us as Americans are used to. It might not be a big deal, 
but the stuff they end up seeing us for is actually fairly common as well. A lot of the, a lot of the issues we see in uh, OB-GYN clinics, of course, arise in the reproductive organs, the ovaries, the uterus. And, um, you know, over the past 15, 20 years, there's been an increasing recognition that um, a lot of the issues related to either nerve entrapment or uh, musculoskeletal dysfunction in the pelvic floor and the hip, the back and the abdominal wall are things that can mimic or, or look just like something that a, that a woman might actually think is something that's presenting as a problem with their organs inside. And it's been a real shift in a good way. So that that's, uh, I'm just, and I'll, I'll be candid here because I can be. Um, I know that uh, there are challenges there. As we start to learn more and more about the pelvic area and all that good stuff. And you've got TJ there and she's just passionate about it. I, I have to ask the question, why are you pa passionate about that, uh, that the study of the pelvic area? So I will say it started off really with thinking about women. I have this particular concept that I go by and I call it the burnt toast concept. So I say for the most oh, part, if burnt, a mom is making burnt, burnt toast, the burnt toast concept, okay. if a mom is making breakfast and the two pieces of toast that are burnt, who's going to eat that toast? I will. It's usually mom. Kids <laughs> <laughs> get the good toast. The, the husband gets the good toast. The spouse gets the good toast. But that mom usually takes that. She takes the hit for the family. And so in so many things, women take the hit for the family. And a lot of the times wow. when it comes to pelvic health issues, it comes to simple things like leakage. Women have been taking the hit. They have not been pushing forward or seeking a lot of help on it. <clears throat> you'll find patients that are in their 70s and they'll tell you, oh, I've had this leaking since I had my first child. The child is like in their 50s. So they've been leaking for 50 years, not knowing that there's something that can be done about it. So for me, it just felt like there was a need to go ahead and take care of women. Of course, as time has expanded, I've kind of opened up my um, horizons a little bit. So I don't keep it specific to women. I'll say pelvises, but yes. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, you know, you're right. It's, it's one of those uh, topics that people just, uh, the women, I'm married. So I, I've had conversations like that. And, and it's just, they just, they just keep moving forward. They just keep on going. Lindsay, how, how do we get the, something like this diagnosed? What, 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 what procedures do we go through? And I have got a, I've got a challenge. What do you do? Yeah, so this is a tough one to diagnose. Um, pelvic pain in general has, there's so many different conditions that can cause it from PCOS to pelvic muscle dysfunction to nerve issues. Um, there's so much going on in the pelvis um, that you really have to uh, take a look at what's going on with habits, with symptoms, um, and with presentation. So typically most of these people find themselves in front of a physician, sometimes more than one physician, to really get to the bottom of um, the cause of their pain. Um, and for a diagnosis like endometriosis, they look at um, uh, the cyclical nature of their symptoms. So if it changes with their menstrual cycle, um, also when it started, um, how long it's been going on, but endometriosis itself technically can't be diagnosed without undergoing a laparoscopy. Um, so that's what makes yeah. it so challenging. So, uh, for simplification, sort of adding to it, what, what are some general causes to some of these pelvic challenges that women are uh, dealing with there, uh, Dr. Frank? Uh, well, um, you know, let, let's step back to what Lindsay said. And um, 
you know, she, she's alluded to the fact that uh, endometriosis is one of the more, more uh, common and one of the more uh, enigmatic presentations. Um, and and it's, a, it's a good place to start with because it, it encapsulates a lot of the underlying causes that um, we probably see, whether it's uh, more of a muscular problem that's not endometriosis or whether it's more of a, uh, uh, an inflammatory issue that's coming from the uterus like endometriosis. And I guess we should probably say that it is actually, uh, it is an endometriosis awareness month, right? That's, that's, uh, that's a good time to kind of make sure that we're, um, we're doing a good job of kind of clarifying what, what endometriosis is and what it isn't. And so, um, uh, uh, TJ, what, what is endometriosis? What, what define it for the people out there to understand? All right. With endometriosis. Don't blow my have... mind now, TJ. Don't <laughs> blow my mind. With the diagnosis of, diagnosis of endometriosis, it means that the lining of the uterus, what's supposed to shed every month when a woman has her menstrual cycle, that lining is not just remaining inside of the uterus, but it's now going outside of the uterus and into the abdominal cavity, which means it could be stuck oh. some on the colon, it could be stuck some on the sacrum, it could be stuck on anything that's there. And unfortunately, what that means is as the woman goes through her menstrual cycle on a monthly basis, when she bleeds from her um, the uterine lining, you can get some bleeding into that um, abdominal cavity as well from the, that tissue that's now like transplanted itself to different places, unfortunately. Treatment. What are we talking, Lindsay? What are we talking? This is a, this is a collaborative approach to a, a challenging situation, right, Lindsay? Well, how do we treat this? Yeah, so it depends on where the patient is in her healing journey. So it may be treated differently if she is um, just found out about this and hasn't had any surgeries yet um, versus if she's undergone a surgery for this. So generally from the physical therapy perspective, um, we treat more um, holistically where we want to look at uh, examine where the adhesions are because anytime there's bleeding in the abdomen, the body's natural response is to create scar tissue mm. around the inflamed tissue to help with healing. So that's the body's natural response, which is good and protective. However, that scar tissue can cause pain. It can cause movement issues. Um, it can cause constipation. It can cause issues with intercourse, um, issues with fertility. So lots of issues. Um, so what we do uh, as manual physical therapists and as pelvic physical therapists is we feel for those adhesions and we uh, manually release them um, using our hands to give the pelvis um, and the organs more mobility and to reduce pain. Um, with that, we have, we have exercises that we do, breathing, um, facilitation of the pelvic muscles, pelvic movements to help break up adhesions and to just get more control through the pelvis. Um, and we may also help the woman find self-treatment tools like a pelvic wand um, or maybe dilator. Whoa, 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 I didn't hear that. Pelvic what? Uh, a pelvic wand. <laughs> it's, it's a little different from a magic wand. But I was just gonna say, it's not Harry Potterish, right? It's like, <laughs> just a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a pelvic wand, and mm -hmm. um, it's a way for um, the patient to treat in between sessions where she can take control of her own healing um, to do her own scar tissue work outside of therapy. Frank, it's not a foregone conclusion that you have to have surgery if you've been diagnosed with endometriosis. Is that, is that an accurate statement? That's absolutely right. You know, what Lindsay's saying about the typical treatment has to absolutely be placed with what the patient's symptoms are and what her treatment goals are. If a patient doesn't have a structural lesion like an ovarian cyst that's getting larger 
if she on exam doesn't have her colon glued to her uterus is having terrible pain with bowel movements uh if it's more of an issue like her periods are really causing severe pain every month um those are those are good options for saying we'll hold off and not use the surgical tools which i'd like to do but i don't need for every patient and instead try to do hormonal suppression um i want to emphasize that what Lindsay's saying about all these different options they have in the in the physical therapist's office is a key part of this. If a person's got more like muscle restrictions, doesn't have good posture because of having been in pain for so long, working on that uh, sort of an integrated approach is huge to complement any surgery that might need to be done, you know, once, hopefully every decade or less. See, and that's interesting because I had a conversation with somebody at within Cora talking about imbalances and having sort of making sure that it, 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 it just happens over time because you're favoring one side or whatever it might be from, from that perspective, TJ. Now, I've got to sort of venture into this because it is Endometriosis Awareness Month. There, there's, a, there's an Indo March. Are you familiar with that? Actually, I was not. Well, <laughs> I who can honest. speak to this? It's on my paper, an Indo March. What is an Indo March? Yeah, so I can speak to that. Um, Endo March is internationally recognized. Yes. Um, what it is, it's a coordinated awareness campaign where for the whole month of March, healthcare providers and patients were to bring awareness to endometriosis. Aha. I think there needs to be, do you think there needs to be more awareness? Absolutely. Yes. No question. That's, that's amazing. Okay. Now this is to you, TJ. I didn't mean to catch you off guard with that Indo uh, March. I, I didn't know about it, but I, I, I like heard of it called that either. It's got, it has many names. It, <laughs> it, and here it's spelled Endomarch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit. Uh, uh, pelvic health physical therapy specialist. Tell me a little, I mean, that's just so specific, TJ. And that's all about what you, I mean, that's a huge subject. Can you explain a little, expand a little bit about that? So with a pelvic health therapist, um, and I'm going to focus it because we're talking about endometriosis, I'll talk about just really what we'll do on the side of women because we do treat men as well, whatever the conditions are, the um, corresponding conditions for men, in, depending on what it is. Yeah, but in, hold on, in hold general, on. I've got to, we've been talking about the women. I, I know it's I have. about I'm, the women. I, yeah, but I have a pelvic too. I, Yes, you do have a pelvis too. And so there are issues that can happen in men. Endometriosis is not one of them in general. <laughs> but we, there are conditions that we can treat and we have addressed in men. Um, but for the female population, when you're, you're going to see a, a pelvic health um, therapist, a pelvic health specialist, we're basically looking to still help you with your overall function, but looking to see where the issues within your pelvis, within your pelvic floor um, is going to address. So when I think of um, pelvic pain. Um, and in this case, we're talking about, you know, like endometriosis, we're talking about pain that's going to be occurring basically between your belly button and your knees. So anything along those areas, um, because it's going to play a role in it. The pelvic floor is not just there for helping you to control leakage or help you to, you know, it has yeah. so many different functions and we need to know about it. We need to um, sometimes help patients bring it back into play with the use of their, their functional mobility. And so that's what your pelvic health therapist will do. They will do an assessment of not just how your um, back is moving and your hips are moving, but they'll look to see whether or not you have that kind of control and coordination in the muscles of your pelvic floor to give you the function that's necessary. If I was, no, I, I don't want to use I, if someone was diagnosed with uh, endometriosis and then went through the, the, the treatment and, and 
had success. Is it a foregone conclusion that I can that they can keep get rid of keep it away, or do I will I battle it for the rest? Of, what tell us a little bit about that, Lindsay? Yeah, so endometriosis usually is a lifelong condition. Mm -hmm. However, it typically most affects women during their menstruation phase of life. So anywhere from age eight or nine all the way to you know, now, sometimes into the 50s um, or even later um, for some women. Um, so with that, um, it is something where you do have to manage um, getting in with the right providers, the right physician, the right physical therapist, and with the right nutritionist, um, they can help you make la more lasting changes for your lifestyle with movement, exercise, sometimes medications, um, sometimes nutrition and diet to help you be able to live with this condition and have it not control your life. Yeah, because that would be, uh, you know, you, you go through all of that, you get through the treatment, you go through the, the I guess, inconvenience, whatever it might be. And, and if it keeps on coming back, but that, but there are solutions and there are strategies to be able to help manage that. Um, let's say I, I, I want to know more about it. Are, what, what type of resources exist out there? Dr. Frank. You know, there's actually a tremendous amount of work being done in that. We, we have a lot of strong advocacy groups in the U.S. and abroad. Endometriosis Association has been at the forefront of this for quite some time, based out of the Midwest in Milwaukee. Um, there is actually a new initiative out of the National Institutes of Health, which is a great source for health information in general for both men and for women in the United States. But um, actually today I was uh, in the midst of doing project reviews for the Centers for um, uh, for advancing research in endometriosis, which is an initiative paid for by the government to actually improve both research and advocacy and awareness. And out of those um, centers, there's going to be um, outreach. They'll come out deliberately. They'll be coordinating with some of these patient advocacy groups. Um, we, uh, you know, we find that you know you have very reputable um, information out of sites like Medscape, uh, Mayo Clinic. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that put really good stuff on YouTube. I think it's always important to check with the clinician have it curated because there's certainly a lot of stuff out there that, um, you know, to speak to Lindsay's point, uh, you don't want a patient to be terrified about the idea they've got some like intractable, incurable, unrelenting condition. You know, each patient's their own patient and each patient's trajectory is their own. So uh, you want to get the right information that fits who you are and not assume that you're going to be like everyone else. We, we see patients on all sides of the spectrum, young girls, women who've already had a hysterectomy in their fifties who still have it. We see a lot of success stories. Women who've had improvements after having a kid, uh, after taking a radical change in their diet, there, there's, there's wonderful success stories out there. And so you really want to definitely make sure you're getting access to high quality educational material here, but definitely a lot of good stuff out there. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm lazy. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call TJ. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I get, <laughs> why do I need to Google anything? I'll just call TJ. Hey, I got this issue. <laughs> and, it, and, and I get it. Now, speaking of that, uh, TJ, too, this is to you. Is there anything that's so uh, happening sort of revolutionary wise going forward that uh, are improving the, the, the treatment of these challenges? Anything new out there? Um, that's yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Because I can't I'm gonna, think of anything. Well, that's I'm going to give everybody I, your I name and number anyway. So it's, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're just going to put it out there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you got this John? Hey, right here. All right. So we're going to wrap it up now. I'm going to make sure that, uh, again, uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of either one of you, 
How would I get a hold of you, TJ? What's the best way to do that? Um, it, I am at Cora Physical Therapy, so it would be email address tjtjob at corahealth.com. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, about you, what if I want to get a hold of you? So I'm at Body Gears Physical Therapy. Um, you can call, call the clinic and we can do a one-on-one conversation or a free screen. Um, our phone number is 630-912-6040. Or you can email me at lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, at bodygears.com. And finally, Dr. Frank. Give us a little... Uh, a couple of different ways to get in touch with me. You can certainly look us up at our uh, public-facing website at northshore.org. Um, we also do a lot of research and are always interested in talking to women who might be interested in trying to learn more about their bodies. We do a lot of work that's taxpayer-funded to look at uterine pain and dysmenorrhea in general. You can email us directly at pelvicpainresearch.org or look at thegirllab.org where a lot of our research projects and enrollment criteria are. Some information about some of the prior projects we've done. So... Always happy to be in touch with people that feel like they might need more information. Three people with big hearts. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate your time. I know that it's uh, a little somewhat late, but not really. Time change. It's all, it's goofed me up, quite frankly. It's end of March. Hey, you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah, you got to do what oh, you got to do. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining In the Corner with uh, Core Physical Therapy. You guys were absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much. Thanks, Scott, TJ, Lindsay. Great to see you guys. Thank you. Thanks.